Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland. With me today is the guy that's always snatching people's faces. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I'm doing good. Awesome. How's your face today? Uh, I mean, my face is boring. I think I need a new one. Dude, remember that one time she was like, ah, I have a new face. Oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, so this face greedy. is old news. <laughs> I've had it for about six seconds. Time for a new one. <laughs> over it <laughs> that's how you would be let's be let's be honest here <laughs> yeah i just you can't stop i've got it. no i've got no attention span for faces i just always gotta have something new no self-control <laughs> some girl's like hey can i use this potter and you're like oh well, i guess i did need a new face yeah just buff it right in your face man <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a creature of opportunity so how are you doing today brandon Doing all right. That's good. That's good. Me too. Yeah. It snowed a whole bunch here, so... um. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, dude, my son's been in school for less than a month now, and he's already had, like, five days off. From Martin wow. Luther King to, uh, I don't know, teacher work day to another snow day, and he doesn't even know, like, the joys of a snow day, man. He doesn't get it. No, he's just like, this is how school is. I you know, go some it's... days and then some days you don't. He, I mean, he's been virtual <laughs> learning, you know, for most of the school year. And then uh, he goes back for a couple of days and you're just like, boom, you know, day off. It's like, it's so frequent that you can't even, you don't even know that you're supposed to love it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what school is yet. No. He, well, yeah. I mean, he's in kindergarten, so <laughs> very true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. You know what I did, Brandon? What did you do? We went to a candy store the other day, and um, I bought a jawbreaker. Do you like jawbreakers? They're alright. I'll break a jaw from time to time. <laughs> I like them, but not when they're like so big that you can't put them in your mouth. So Yeah. That's the thing about jawbreakers. They're, al- they're always like getting bigger and bigger. That's not the appeal of a jawbreaker to me. Right. Like, I mean, they're just, like, it's just big enough where I can't put it in my mouth. So I've been, like, working on it, and uh, eventually, one day, maybe I'll be able to just eat it. I'll be able to eat the candy that I purchased with money. I just want to be able to eat a jawbreaker like a hand fruit. Yeah, well... You know, still break my jaw in the process. Like, I mean, that's why it's called a jawbreaker. But, uh, you know, just a little more manageable. Every day we come closer and closer to that reality, Brandon. (laughs) So how was your week? Anything sweet happened to you? Did you get a jawbreaker? No. If I got a jawbreaker, Cortland, I would have opened with that. Oh, well, it's probably the most exciting thing to happen to anybody in an, in a week. So, <laughs> yeah, you get it. No, it's a, a boring week. That's okay. Um, I think everybody really likes the spider pictures that you send me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, every, it's every day with that, man. I was going to say, like, I know it sucks for you, but I like looking at these monsters that just... Are just there. I don't know. You, get, you need a vacuum cleaner. I am so sick of peeling spider webs off of me. <sighs> the, like, why I, is that a thing I have to do? It's Brandon, not you're fair. The one that, you knew <laughs> what you were getting into when you moved to Australia. It's not fair. Saying. Like, I know you didn't figure there was going to be spider webs in every nook and cranny of the world <laughs> that you live in, but they're everywhere. You know. I don't understand why these dumbass spiders make webs where people walk all the time. I mean, it seems really counterintuitive to what you're trying to do. And they're they're massive webs 
Like, how quickly do spiders build webs? Because they, they have to do this overnight, because people are shuffling through these places all the time. So, man, they must just be boogie. Are you sure it's not just you? I mean, they might just be following me. I don't know. <laughs> you need to get, like, a uh, a person decoy that you could just shove into them so that they take the brunt of the webbing. I might have to do that. Because I'm, I'm Why don't you just carry a stick with you and then just, like twirl it around and hope that you get all the spider webs swirled into that i have all of these solutions you need to write this down just uh be like someone making cotton candy <laughs> that's what i imagine yes delicious spider web cotton candy <laughs> <laughs> it'll work trust me i'm an expert all right brandon so um do you want to just talk about are you afraid of the dark sure we can do that it's today been a, it's been a handful of minutes i mean we're we're due we had our fun banter. Yeah. So, uh, we just got done watching The Tale of the Night Nurse. What'd you think of this episode, Brandon? I just watched this episode very shortly before we started recording, and I haven't had time to properly digest yet. I, I don't I don't know if I liked this or not. I Ooh, think really? maybe I didn't. Oh, okay. I thought it was good. I liked it. I thought it was okay. I didn't I didn't hate it. There's nothing to hate about it. Yeah. Um I just gotta ask. Yeah. Do you love the grandpa? <laughs> in what way? In like uh so bad he's good? Yeah, okay. That's that's where I was hoping you were going with that. Yeah, like not like holy shit, this guy's, you know, a tour de force. No. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's in this episode. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, um uh, yeah, I I think I think I'm with you there. He's he's not good, but He's enjoyable. I definitely have some problems with this episode in terms of the story and just, like, <laughs> some of the ridiculousness of it. But uh, there's something about it that I really like. And I think it's the music. Um, it's got this, like, music boxy. Oh, they music. go hard on the music box this episode. It is. Like, there's a little too much. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker for when you mix, like, childish music box music with, like, impending danger sounds, you know? It, I mean, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. And, yeah, they do, they do. And I think it was done well uh, for the most part. And then, of course, I mean, it's the night nurse. So you know there's going to be a nurse. And uh, hypodermic needles, man, they're spooky. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, you want to just talk about it? Yes, let's. All right. Our episode starts out. And we got Tucker, Megan, and Andy. They're converging into the meeting spot. And Megan's saying, big fires tonight, guys. It's freezing. And Tucker rubs his hands together saying, man, it's cold. Which is a rookie mistake. After someone says, it's freezing, you can't go, boy, it's cold. You gotta Uh, escalate. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Okay. I thought you were going to say something about him rubbing his hands together. But (laughs) I was going to be like, Brandon, I know that you haven't felt cold in like... What, six years or whatever, but... Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Andy throws the sticks to the fire, and uh, he kneels down next to Quinn and Vange, and then he sneezes right on Quinn, who wipes the snot away, saying, Oh, would you point that thing somewhere else? Andy says, Sorry. And Vange says, Gesundheit. At this point, all the kids are huddled up next to the fire, and Megan asks if he has a cold. And Andy says, There's just allergies. And then he sneezes again. And Tucker's all, You sure? And Vange asks, didn't you get your flu shot? And he's all, no way. Quinn asks, you get a flu shot? Vange tells the gang, every year, don't you guys? Well, they all don't. 
And Megan says that she's got yeah. a thing with needles. Vanja's all, it's just a little shot. It's way better than getting sick. And Quinn claims there's nothing worse than getting a shot, which kickstarts Vanja's And then Quinn beer. brings up his anti-vax. I know. <laughs> the anti-vax binder. agenda. He's got his list of nonsense <laughs> he read on AOL. On Facebook, yeah. <laughs> it's like, according to this anti-vax mom group, uh... Flu shots cause autism. She looks around and says, well, I can think of something. She stands up saying, and that's exactly what my story's about. That's the cue. All the kids get up. They take their seats. And Vance sits at the throne telling the gang, if you get really sick, somebody's got to take care of you. Somebody who knows how to make you better. And you have to trust that person because they know what's best for you, right? Quinn and Andy nod. And she says, well... What would happen if the person taking care of you was the one person in the world you should fear the most? And nobody believed you. Nobody knew. And nobody could help. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. The Tale of the Night Nurse. I think that's a pretty fun uh, opening spiel, though. Yeah, sure. Pretty spooky. It sets the scene. It does. Does it make sense, though? Uh, you know what? I mean, kind of, not taking the twist into account right yeah it's a really good uh you know like if somebody told me that at a campfire i would be interested in the story because it sounds dope as hell sounds like you know fucking hospital zombies or something hospital if only. that would be cool if they just told that story again we cut right into our tail with a door slam and a girl calls out bye mom bye dad have a good trip and another girl walks into frame calling Bye, Mom and Dad. We're going to miss you so much. We love you. Now, um, the scenery outside is really quite wintry. Um, there's snow oh, yeah. everywhere, and the girls are in winter coats. And they stop, and the second girl sets down her bags and then says, Yes! A whole month without anyone to tell us what to do. Finally, an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode without parents. Can you imagine dumping your kids off to their grandpa's house for a month? That's insane. That's a long time. We didn't even get any explanation. Like, are they going to go see Inuit statues or what? No, just dumping them there. Like, enjoy your sponge. They're just like, roll when you hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) The first girl's all, and what about Gramps? But the second girl tells her, I can handle Gramps. Grab my suitcase. And she hands the suitcase to her sister who complains, but they're interrupted by Gramps yelling, Girls! And the second girl runs over calling, Grandpa! And Gramps is all, my two angels. And second girl tells Gramps they got to get him out of this cold. And she looks over and she tells her sister to grab her bags. And the first girl sighs saying, why do I suddenly feel like Cinderella? And there's some wonky music and she carries all the bags into Gramps' mansion. <laughs> <laughs> These houses they get, they're so elaborate. They're giant. Yeah. I don't know who builds houses in Canada, but like, damn, they're huge. This thing has got like four floors, I swear. You gotta have lots of room to have crazy adventures in. I mean, it's gonna take them that entire month to figure out how to get to the fucking bathroom. That's well, that's a scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so we got a lot of characters to meet. I mean, by a lot, I mean three. So... No, we don't. <laughs> there's three. Oh, there's three characters. It's Okay, but it's like most of the characters. So right. let's, let's meet them, okay? The first right. girl is named AJ, like the first girl on the in the show. And she's played by Shadia Simmons. And Shadia is somebody that I happen to remember from a few 
A few things like, uh, I don't know, the Disney Channel original movie, The Color of Friendship, Brandon. Do you remember that? Boom. Of course I do. I don't remember much about it, but I remember she was in it. <laughs> she was also, Brandon, in the second Xenon movie, where she ripped the part of Nebula Wade away from Raven Simone. <laughs> An upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raven Simone was like, I'm back and I'm Nebula Wade again. And she looked and Shadia Simmons was there and she was like, uh-uh. She had her finger out and she was swagging it. <laughs> Raven Should have saw that one coming, same. Raven. Yeah. Well, you know, Kyla Pratt took it away from her in uh, Dr. Doolittle 3. Carrie Duff plays her sister Nikki. And you might remember her from the famous Jet Jackson as Kayla West. Of course I remember her. I never really watched that show, but uh, I, I still recognized her from it she's kind of the worst in this episode a little bit uh yeah she's mostly a shit (laughs) yeah like 90 10 she's she sucks yeah she's like kind of weirdly on board with things shenanigans yes yeah she's not a total shit grandpa is played by the late charles biddle senior he wasn't in a whole lot of other stuff, but he did play Janitor Joe hmm. in Zombie Nightmare back in 1987. And he was in Terror Train in 1980. And he's not a very good actor. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think he can act, though. Um, I love him. I think he's. I think it's unintentionally hilarious. His lines are so good. He's doing what he's doing. He just is... I mean, spoilers, he's just over these girls, and it's been like a day, and he's got a month to go. (laughs) Every line is delivered like, what are you girls doing? Oh, hunting ghosts. That's crazy. It's Yes, and uh, I just, I love it. Like, not in an endearing kind of way, just like a, this is so bad that I think I love it kind of way. But that's most of the characters of this episode, so let's go back to it. We get a yep. cut, but we're still outside, and uh, AJ's shoveling some snow from the steps when out comes Nikki with a snowball in her hand, and she calls out, Hey, AJ! And AJ's all, What? And is immediately smacked with that snowball. And the girls giggle, and they start up a snowball fight, and AJ scoops up some snow, and we hear this loud whoosh sound. That's normally the like ghost apparating sound right like i don't know yes yes that's the term we look over at the sidewalk and up walk a woman and a little boy with some presents and they're ignoring them girls and they're going up to the house and the sisters kind of look at each other for a moment and aj tells her that she's dead and buried and she throws a snowball at her but nikki ducks and the snowball like hits the woman kind of like we cut back to aj who's like calls out lookout and covers her face so we don't know if it if it hit the woman or not, but, like, we made the assumption. And we hear that whoosh sound again, and we look back, and they're, the kid and the, the girl are gone. And Nikki looks back to, to look at them, but they're gone, you know. So the girls run up, and AJ asks where they went. And Nikki tells her, inside, I guess. Come on. And then they enter the house. Inside, they open up the door, and Gramps starts yelling at them not to track snow in the house. Uh, he says not to track snow in the house, Mrs. Missies? Missies! I don't know. AJ tells them that they came in to apologize. (laughs) Gramps is sitting at a piano. I think he might be writing music. I don't know. (laughs) And he asks, apologize what for? Nikki's the worst and tells on AJ saying that she almost hit a woman with a snowball. And Gramps asks, what woman? 
and Nikki's all, the one who came in with the little boy carrying presents? And Gramps stops for a second, and then he says, birthday presents? (laughs) (laughs) That was... (laughs) This guy's funny. Birthday presents? (laughs) For me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, They nod their heads, and Nikki says, yeah, where is she? And Gramps tells him, there's nobody here. And AJ tries telling them they saw a lady and a boy, but Gramps, but Grandpa interrupts. There saying, ain't no fucking lady. I said there was nobody here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there ain't no kid. Where's my present? I don't see it. Get out of here. Go shovel the driveway. <laughs> so the girls kind of shrug and they walk out of the room and we stop on Grandpa who looks really frustrated. That cuts and it's nighttime now. And we're focused on this hanging lamp that starts buzzing and turning on, which is like... It's the only time that frozen ghost. It's, yeah, it's the only time that this happens. But like, it's a universal signal for ghosts. I think. Mm-hmm. We look at AJ and hear some distant party sounds. There's like kids laughing and like some. <laughs> what are those called? I don't know. <laughs> party, party blowers. Party favors. I don't know. I think I did a good impression of it though. <laughs> You did. That's why I left. <laughs> she gets out of bed and she walks down the stairs and we hear the party favors getting louder. And she calls out, hello, who's down there? And she walks more down the stairs. She gets to the bottom, turns the corner, and we see a birthday cake lit that says, happy birthday, Emily, on it. And some uh, creepy music starts playing. And AJ flicks the light on and looks back to see the cake is gone from the table. So she kind of looks around a little. She sees the clock and it's about like 1035 at night. She turns around, she looks in the mirror behind her, and there's a bunch of people in it, and they shout, Surprise! And AJ screams, and she runs up the stairs and right into Nikki, who's all, AJ, what is your malfunction? And AJ just bursts past her and up the stairs. Nikki follows, and that's the scene. I thought that was a good spook. It was, yeah, I thought it was effective. The mirror bit, pretty great. Yeah. Now it's the next morning, and Gramps is cutting up strawberries, and he says... Must have been a party next door last night. And AJ tells them that it wasn't next door. I saw people in the dining room. And Nikki giggles saying, what a shame. 12 years old and already demented. Which is not a very nice thing to say to like your clearly demented grandpa. But Well, she's not a very nice person. That's true. She's on brand then, I suppose. AJ's all, I am not. I know what I saw. And grandpa tells her to hush and eat your breakfast. Shut your damn mouth. He hands her a bowl of cereal with those cut-up strawberries in it. And Nikki takes one look at that shit, yelling, You can't have that! And she tries to grab it from her, but they end up spilling the cereal. And AJ's all, Nikki! And Gramps is totally done with this shit, saying, What now? Nikki informs her grandpa that AJ is allergic to strawberries. One bite, and it's bloat city. It's disgusting. Grandpa apologizes for almost killing his granddaughter, saying that he <laughs> forgot. But AJ tells him it's okay, and she was going to eat around them. Grandpa offers to clean up the mess, but Nikki shakes her head, saying, Don't, Gramps. It's AJ's mess. She'll do it. So AJ grabs the strawberries with her bare hands and cleans it up as Nikki sassily eats a strawberry slice. How about you make your own damn breakfast? Mm-hmm. Let your grandpa watch his stories. Yeah, read the newspaper. Girls are like 14 years old, can't get your own bowl of cereal? Shit. What a loving grandpa to cut up them strawberries, though. Like, uh, 
her allergies aside, like that's really nice to him. But also, she shouldn't be cleaning up those strawberries with her bare hands if she's allergic to them. I feel like if you get strawberry juice on your hands and you're allergic to them, you're going to have a reaction. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, but even then you could rub it in your eyes or in your mouth. (laughs) I just thought it was weird. I was just like, you know, if I was allergic to like oranges or something, I would do everything except for, you know, hold an orange in my bare hands. So, right. Stay away from oranges. Yeah. Some time passes, I guess. And AJ is putting away her coat and gloves and we hear a whoosh again. And she looks upstairs And we see this little girl with a bunch of presents in her hands walking down them. That creepy music starts playing again, and we watch her slowly take a step, and then another, down the stairs. And AJ just stares at her this whole time, and the girl's bracelet falls off. And she goes to pick it up, but her presents fall. And then she falls. (laughs) And AJ yells, Look out! And she runs over to help, but the girl in presents just whoosh away. And AJ, AJ gives a couple of screams, and Nikki yeah. and Gramps, they walk into the room, and they're asking what's going on, and AJ's all, I, I, I saw a girl, she disappeared, and Gramps is all, there wasn't no fucking girl. <laughs> no, I, I love this part. He's, you saw the birthday girl? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. It's so, so funny. And AJ exclaims, you know? And Gramps shakes his head, and we zip to the attic. You saw the birthday girl? (laughs) He knows her name. Yeah, it's birthday girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This Gramps is so funny. Just, like, unintentionally hilarious. My God. Yeah. The door opens up, and Gramps leads the girls inside, saying, I was hoping you girls wouldn't be bothered while you were here, because I didn't want you getting all scared. And Nikki's all bothered by what? Gramps says, well... The ghost. <laughs> you see, a long time ago, a little girl, just about your age, AJ, fell down the front stairs during her birthday party. And AJ exclaims, That's what I saw! She was carrying presents! It was her birthday! And Nikki asks, She died on her birthday? And Gramps tells her, No, she didn't die in the fall. She hurt her leg and had to stay in bed. And the girl's mother hired a nurse to take care of her at night. But as the story goes, the nurse was... A little crazy. At this point, we get this weird ripple transition effect, and we see the silhouette of a woman with a hypodermic needle in her hands. And she walks forward, and she stares at the camera, and then she goes to, like, administer the shot. As Grandpa says, One night while the girl was sleeping, the crazy nurse filled a hypodermic needle with poison and gave it to her while she slept. Poor thing never woke up. And we ripple back to AJ, saying, She was murdered? Why? And Gramps nonchalantly tells her, nobody knows. The night nurse (laughs) claims she was innocent until the day she died in prison. Damn, that's dark. It is. This is like one of the first times I think that they've just said the word murder at all. Right. Uh, That's what I was going to say. That's, I mean, there's been a lot of implicated child murder in this show. Yeah. But it's never been just explicitly, this child was murdered. Yeah. What a revelation for the last episode of the entire series. <laughs> they right. went there and then they were like, All and right, it's like, and over. it's not even by a monster. It's somebody that you trust. Yeah, right. Van's just giving us the real morals of the story. 
don't trust anybody. They could kill you. Nikki looks around for a second and then says, cool. AJ's all, not cool, sad. Nikki, Nikki asks Gramp how he knew all about this, and Gramps explains that this trunk was brought up here when he bought the place, and the family must have forgotten it. Grandpa hands the girls a newspaper article for a pocket-sized radio for 1995. Also, there's a little girl's picture on it. AJ points at it, yelling, That's the girl I softballed on the stairs! And Nikki snatches it away from her, saying her name was Emily. Then AJ says, Hey, look, it's her birthday dress! <laughs> She's so excited about all this. <laughs> oh, wow, cool, that's the girl I saw break her neck! <laughs> Oh shit, it's her dope birthday dress. It's her birthday dress. It still has her blood on it. <laughs> I can see where the needle went in. <laughs> uh, she's, I don't know. And then, you know what? That dress is like old timey, like, I don't know. It's like, it looks like what Donald Duck would wear to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, AJ is just super excited for this dress. She holds it up and... Nikki flips the folded paper up, and we see a picture of the nurse from the flashback. And she says, Night nurse convicted of death of girl. What a creep. AJ wonders aloud why she keeps coming back, and Nikki suggests unfinished business, saying it's always the reason ghosts come back. Mm-hmm. I learned that in Casper. Except for that frozen little shit who was cold. He had unfinished business. He was cold. That's like the thinnest unfinished business I've ever fucking heard. Hey. The business of being warm is very serious indeed. Whatever. Yours is going to be, I'm hot, and you're not going to go to the afterlife until you get put in an air-conditioned room. <sighs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> AJ thinks maybe she's trying to tell them something. But again, Gramps has had enough of this shit, saying, Now that you know, I don't want you girls messing around where you don't belong. Let the dead <laughs> rest in peace, understand? And he walks away, and the two girls look down at something, and then at each other, and they smile and nod. But Gramps saying, let the dead rest in peace, it seems really inappropriate, considering you have known that this birthday girl is haunting your fucking house. And you're just like, eh, she's not resting in peace. Now that I told you this grisly story, don't go where you don't belong. Like in the dining room, in front of the stairs. (laughs) Outside. Shut up, Grandpa. He's just like, this little girl needs my help. I better do nothing. Let the dead rest in peace, am I right? For 60 years. <laughs> I sat down and I was like, oh, hey, birthday girl falling down again. <laughs> I was at her birthday party back in the day. <laughs> Before we see what them girls are up to with that smile, let's meet the night nurse. All right. Because we did see her for a cut. And uh, we've got Danette McKay back as the nurse. And we last saw her as the keeper from Wisdom Glass. Man, she just loves trying to kill kids. I don't know. Yeah, she's got her things. I like her. She's pretty good. She's good in this. Uh, yeah. Uh, we la- we covered her last season, so um, eh. Moving on. Back to the episode. Nikki and AJ are at the foot of the stairs, and AJ's talking about how they shouldn't do this. And Gramps doesn't want them messing around. But Nikki yells, stop being such a wuss. Look, you're the one who said the ghost is trying to tell us something. And AJ's all, yeah, but, but Nikki tells her, yeah, no buts. Let's do this. And the two girls lift up a lit birthday cake and they call out, Happy birthday, Emily. We got a cake for you. It's really good. We put your name on it and everything. The music box music starts playing and we check out the empty attic where Gramps hides just all of his creepy taxidermy shit. <laughs> they came with the house. <laughs> they did not. 
<laughs> he didn't change a damn thing when he moved in here. There was just a trunk over here. <laughs> a birthday a dress. stuffed crow over here. A dead girl over there. Gramps, he his hobbies include playing the piano, perhaps, and taxidermy. The piano was already there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't even do anything. He moved into a fully furnished 1960s <laughs> house. <laughs> Back downstairs, the girls lower the cake, and AJ's talking about how she suddenly feels really dumb. And Nikki agrees, and AJ's all, at least we get to eat the cake, make a wish. And Nikki says, okay, I wish we could make the ghost appear. And the girls blow out the candles, they snicker a little, they turn the corner right into the whoosh sound, and the night nurse herself. She's got a syringe in her hand, and the camera zooms in on her face as she says time for your medicine she squeezes out some medicine from the needle and the girls scream they drop the cake and we cut to commercial see like nikki hasn't seen well i guess she has seen the the woman walking up to the front door i was gonna say she hadn't seen any ghosts or anything by this point but she's so like ready to just Mm -hmm. start summoning ghosts it is kind of weird how she's going along with this when aj is the one that saw everything yeah, time. I really expected this to be one of those, like, you gotta believe me, I'm not April fooling around, but <laughs> no. Yeah, but it's not. Um, It's just like everybody uh, knows and understands that ghosts are uh, a thing and nobody does anything about it. Back in the show, we focus on that cake that's fallen on the floor. Thankfully, it fell cake side up, so it's not all over the place. And the camera pans up to Nikki, followed by Grandpa and AJ. And Nikki's telling Gramps that she was right there with a needle. Gramps is absolutely over this shit, saying, I knew you two were going to scare yourselves to death with these ghost business. And AJ tries telling Gramps that it's true, that it was the ghost of the night nurse. But Gramps tells the girls the only ghost that he's seen here in all these years that he's lived here is that poor, harmless little girl. And Nikki tries to explain, but Gramps tells her, but nothing. Forget about ghosts and clean up this mess. There ain't no such thing as ghosts except the one I've always seen. <laughs> the sisters sigh, they look at each other, then at the cake. And AJ asks if Nikki's going to help. But Nikki says, I got a better idea. And she walks up the stairs. And we stay with AJ, who kneels down. She tastes the frosting on the cake. And she shrugs. And it's like the perfect shrug. Mm-hmm. That's an I'm going to eat this whole cake off the floor kind of shrug. It was fantastic. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your crazy grandpa. Thank you so much for listening in. Whether you've been here since the beginning or this is your first episode, we always appreciate you spending some time with us and laughing through the episodes. I'd like to start off by thanking all of our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, and Tristan, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, and Geraldine, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, and Sarah, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Evelyn, Kaylee, Matt, and Bryce, who upgraded from the Golden Day Day tier. Thank you for your support, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. All of our patrons mean so much to us that we're going to be including you all in a work of art that we'll be announcing soon. So if you'd like to be part of the Up All Night family and get hours of bonus content like early release episodes, true crime stories, horror movie reviews, bloopers, and so much more, become a patron today at patreon.com slash privateisland. Tiers start as low as $1 a month, with higher tiers getting more rewards. We make a ton of content to go along with our podcast that you can find on our Twitter, 
at PRVT Island and Instagram at Private Island Presents. We've got memes, GIFs, videos, abridged episodes, and so much more. Check it out, give us a follow, and tune in every week on Instagram as we watch full-length episodes of the show live. Normally, it's about 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. This week, we'll be watching Night Nurse, so join us and have a laugh. For a quick link to the Patreon, Discord server, Facebook group, and much more, check out the Linktree link in the episode description. We've got just a few episodes left to finish off Season 7, which means we'll be recording the Season 7 wrap-up very soon. We always do an Ask Us Anything section, and we need your help. Send us your questions. You can submit them on Instagram, Twitter, or email them to us at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. Want to know how to get into podcasting? We can help. Want to know what my favorite musical instrument is? I'd be happy to answer that and any other questions you may have. Send them all our way and help us make the best show that we can make. You can always show us your support by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or telling a friend about our show. Nothing is better than seeing Instagram stories, posts, or Twitter posts about the show. It's amazing seeing how many people really enjoy what we're making. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'll go ahead and let you get back to the show. Thanks again, everyone, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye! Up in the attic with Nikki, she's looking around in drawers, and she pulls out a newspaper of the night nurse. When up walks AJ saying, don't worry, I clean the mess up myself, and asks what she's doing. And Nikki tells her, if the ghost is trying to tell us something, then maybe we should try and figure it out. AJ asks if she's had any luck, and Nikki tells her no, since she's been up in the attic for like five fucking seconds. AJ walks over and just starts putting on Emily's birthday dress for some reason. (laughs) Good lord. Why? Did we miss a scene? Like, what's going on? She's just a freak. She's just... The... She eats cake off of floors and wears dead girl's clothes. She just doesn't even skip a beat, though. Like, she's no. just like, oh, okay. And she she just walks right over and starts putting this dress on. Like, there's no, hey, I think this dress is my size. Nothing. It's just, she puts it on. Yep. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts that on and she's saying, you know, this needs a better zipper. And she pulls it over her head, and Nikki is gone, and it looks like she's in the same attic, but it's a different time. Exactly. This episode is very Locker 22. It is. Change the whoosh noise with, and it's Locker 22. With Nikki, she turns around telling her to check the pockets to see, but AJ's gone, so she calls out, AJ? With AJ, she calls out, Nikki? Where are you? Better question is, where am I? And with Nikki, she calls out again for AJ. With AJ, she walks out of the attic and into the upstairs hall, where she can hear a commotion coming from downstairs. She walks down the stairs, and we see a bunch of presents on a table in the midsection of the stairs. So, like, you go down, like, you know, ten stairs or whatever. You turn, because there's, like, a little walkway, and then you go down another ten stairs. I didn't really know how to, like, explain that. It's a landing. A landing. Um, didn't your old house have a landing, or am I misremembering yeah, that? we had a landing. Yeah, I like houses with landings. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I think they're fun. From downstairs, we hear a voice say, Emily! And AJ looks downstairs, and we can see this mom, and she's telling her to bring the presents downstairs so she can open them. And AJ's all, me? And mom says, yeah, who else, me birthday girl? is right. <laughs>
I have problems with that. Oh, look at you all pretty in that dress. And AJ looks at the dress for a second and then runs back up the stairs and into the attic. Yeah, so she's just Emily now. Who makes a kid bring down their own birthday presents? Why did they put the birthday presents in the landing anyway? Exactly. First of all, who puts (laughs) the presents there? Second of all, you're like, birthday girl, bring down all the presents. And make sure you do it all at once. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I thought it was so funny, though. Like, can you imagine walking to the house and the mom being like, just put the presents up those stairs. (laughs) So that we have to take them back down the the stairs. (laughs) We'll send two teams of four people to get them later. It will only take an hour and a half. Just put the presents in the most dangerous spot. (laughs) I love the mom, though. I love her. She's back. It's Amanda Strawn, back again as Emily's mother. She was the nurse in the shiny red bicycle and the mom in Chameleons. She's fantastic. She's an all-star. She's one of my favorite returning like parents, easily. There's something about her. Just love her. We covered her back in back in Chameleons, but just to recap, she was in a show called 19-2, which is probably not how it's pronounced, from 2015 to 2017. She was also in Caillou's Holiday Movie. Did you know that Caillou just recently got canceled, Brandon? Yeah, because everybody was celebrating. Yeah, it's a glorious day. People fucking hate that kid. My favorite part about Caillou... Okay, I have two of them. One time I bought a squeaky toy um, for my dog, and it was Caillou. (laughs) It was really fun to watch her uh, eat that squeaky toy. It wasn't actually a dog toy. We found it in the kids' section at Toys R Us, but I was like, we have to get this for Chloe. (laughs) That was so good. She also had a pepper ann. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> they make a Pepperan? No, my my wife had a Pepperan doll um from, you know, when Pepperan was popular and we ended up right, just giving the it to Pepperan days. Yeah. And, and my second favorite Caillou thing is that remember that one shot Dungeons and Dragons that we did? Yes. Uh, were you Caillou? Who was Caillou? Do you remember? I can't remember. Anyway, everybody's name was like Franklin and Pepperan and Caillou. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> Anyway, let's go back to this episode. In the attic, AJ's in there and she yells, It's the dress! I gotta take it off! And she yanks that dress off and warps back to the it's other a attic. terrible line read. It really is. I kind of like the um, like the camera is... We're looking at Nikki in the camera and uh, the dress like you know gets moved over it so it's like it's first person AJ. And that part was fine, but yeah, her saying, I gotta get it off! was really stupid yeah but nikki's in front of her and she says what happened to you and aj's all I-, I-, I put the dress on and i went back in time people thought i was emily and they were having a birthday party for me i mean her but i was her she was me it was unreal nikki tells her to get out of here but aj says that she's serious the dress made her go back in time to emily's party nikki tells her yeah right and was the nurse there too and she opens up the door to the attic right into the night nurse who says, there you are. She's still got that damn needle. Nikki shuts that shit saying, uh-oh. <laughs> the perfect response right. to when a stranger in your house. Now, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, shucks. Uh-oh. <laughs> On the other side of the door, the nurse asks, not afraid of a little needle, are you? And inside, Nikki locks that door, and AJ's, AJ says that she wants to give us the poison. Nikki's all, not us. You. You're the one everyone thought was Emily. And he's just like, oh, you want to tell her that? And outside the door, the nurse starts banging on it, trying to open it up. Inside, the girls wonder what they should do. And the nurse calls out not to make her angry and to open up the door. 
After a moment, AJ says, wait, the dress. I can go back in time and become Emily. Nikki's all, and what, open her presents? But AJ says, <laughs> no, no, I know what happened. If I go back in time, I'll make sure I don't fall down the stairs like Emily did. And Nikki says, and? And AJ says, and if I don't fall, I won't get hurt. And if I won't get hurt, I won't. I mean, Emily won't need a nurse. Nikki finally gets it saying, and if the nurse never shows up, then she can't murder Emily. And AJ says, right. And if there's no murdering nurse, then there's no ghost of a murdering nurse. And I'm just like, and if you give a mouse a cookie. That was a lot of murder. Lots in of In a murder. short amount of time. Nikki yells, then we're saved. Excellent. The nurse knocks more saying, I'm losing my patience. And inside, Nikki turns around saying, you're losing both your patience. <laughs> Good one, Nick's. She grabs for the dress from AJ, who protests. But Nikki says that she's the one who's got to go back. And she doesn't want AJ to fuck it up. She attempts to put the dress on, but it's too small. So AJ yells, I'm not going to mess up. And besides, the dress doesn't even fit you. I got to go. For once, you got to do things my way. So Nikki pulls the dress off and hands it to AJ saying, you better not mess this up. or We're both history. Now, these girls are pretty much the same size, though. You know, Pretty much, yeah. Nikki is just a little bit bigger. There's not enough of a size difference that she'd, like, try to put it on and just, you know, hulk through it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if she just ripped it like Chris Farley? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then, well, dress time machine's broken. Oh, boo. They'd have to go for the birthday present that's in the attic. Because they just, like, have a a birthday present for Emily and they just stuffed it in the attic. Whoever brought that is just like, so you're not going to give it back? (laughs) No. Like, she didn't even want to open it, even when she was, like, stuck in bed with a broken leg or whatever. (laughs) right. Like, I'm so bored, I can't do anything. You have some birthday presents still? Eh. Mom's like, if you want your birthday presents, you have to (laughs) crawl to the attic. You have to go up to the attic and bring it down. (laughs) Outside the door, the nurse reaches for a key that's placed on a ledge. It's just kind of just there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why didn't she open with that? I don't get it. Inside, AJ puts the dress on saying, all I gotta do is not fall down the stairs. And she turns Sounds around. Sounds so easy. <laughs> you know, I, I every time I go down the stairs, I'm like, all I gotta do is just not fall down these stairs. <laughs> she turns around in the back in time attic and she walks out the door. In the hall, the music starts up again and we hear the party downstairs. She walks down the first flight and the music picks up. And she looks down, and Mom comes walking back by, saying, There you are, Emily. Come on down and bring your gifts. And AJ nods, and, and she Fucking turns around nope. and starts, she starts stacking the gifts up like it's Jenga. And then she starts walking down the stairs as Mom says, This is my favorite. She says, Be careful coming down those stairs. <laughs> I just love the way she says it. It's like she knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Don't die, Emily. Watch out for them stairs. <laughs> She's got a cake <laughs> in her hand. It's just so great. This is silly. I love Amanda Strong. She's great. <laughs> She's just like, watch out for them stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ says, yeah, tell me about it. And then she starts making her descent. Back in the attic with Nikki, the nurse calls out, last chance. Are you going to open up? Nikki's all, in your dreams, nursey girl. So the nurse starts using the key on the door, and Nikki freaks out, and she pushes a chest in front of the door. She looks around, and then we cut back to AJ. 
We're downstairs at the party where all the kids are running around and stuff, and the camera pans over to AJ walking down the stairs, and her bracelet falls off just like Emily's did. And she stops, and she says, that's it. And she kneels down, and she picks up the bracelet. Jeez, that's how Emily died, and then makes the exact same mistake. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it was planned or something. She looks at it saying, that's why Emily fell. And she puts the bracelet in her pocket and she starts walking down the stairs more as the music picks up even more. It is so... Yeah, this this uh, is like my biggest issue with this episode is this is kind of the action scene of the episode. This is the climax. Like, it's all on the scene. Like, can she do it? Can she walk down these stairs? And I was just <laughs> sitting back thinking like, this is such a ridiculous situation. Like, the stakes are pretty high, but what we're doing, what we're watching, is not interesting. Yeah. We're watching a girl walk down stairs, but it's like, do 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 <laughs> And she's, like, taking one step at a time, and it's like, can she do it? I think that the music really makes the scene for me. If the music wasn't so good, this would be way worse. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, she's literally just walking down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> she's walking downstairs. She's got a couple of boxes in her hands. They don't have anything in them, but she's got them. And she's walking down some stairs. The stairs aren't particularly steep or anything like that. <laughs> They're just normal no. stairs. They're just stairs. Back in the attic, the nurse opens up the door and she pushes the trunk aside. She steps inside. She looks around for a moment saying, I know you're hiding somewhere. And she smiles. She looks at the trunk, she opens it up, and Nikki's inside, and she screams. With AJ, she congratulates herself for walking down the stairs without falling. But a millisecond later, she falls. <laughs> <laughs> she throws the presents everywhere. Why and, does she fall? I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't have shoelaces, so I don't know. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's literally like you said. She's like, yes, I did it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Yes, I walked down some stairs. You can't celebrate when you're not even all the way down the stairs. She had like six left to go or something. And she's like, wow. She tosses the presents everywhere. Mom calls out Emily and rushes over. Back with the nurse. <laughs> she kneels down to Nikki saying, this won't hurt much. Well, maybe a little for you. And Nikki begs her not to inject her with poison. And we cut back to AJ, who's laying on the ground. Mom runs up yelling, Emily, somebody call a doctor. Hurry. Back in the attic, the nurse looks up and she looks around a little. And she says, it seems I'm needed elsewhere. We'll finish this no, later. No, they said doctor. I know, right? They didn't say nurse. But... Get the hell out of here. We get this uh, kind of cool effect where she fades away and Nikki is like in the frame too and she watches it and she screams and then she shuts the trunk lid on herself. Now we're in a room, okay? This is like the final act of the episode. We're in a room, AJ's sleeping. Without opening her eyes, she says, Nikki, man, I had the weirdest dream. And we see the silhouette of the nurse and she says, time for your medicine. And AJ's eyes shoot open. She sits in bed. And the nurse walks over to her saying, it seems we've had a nasty little accident, Emily. And Angie's all, I'm not Emily. And the nurse says, really? We must have a touch of a fever, too. And she goes to put her hand on AJ's forehead, but AJ slaps it away saying, get away from me. And the nurse is all, after you've had your little shot, you won't have any more worries, I promise. And she goes to put the needle in AJ's arm, but AJ throws that shit away. And the needle sticks into a stuffed bear with a little squeak for some reason. 
didn't really get she that. She stabbed the squeaker. The nurse tells AJ, let's not do that again. And she goes to get the needle, and AJ jumps out of bed and runs away. She grabs the needle. She, like, recomposes herself, because she's all like, <sighs> and uh, we're in the hallway with AJ. She tries a couple of doors, but but they're locked uh, before she opens up one to a closet. So she goes inside. She ducks in there. She sits on the ground to catch her breath. She looks up, and the nurse is standing right next to her, and she says, You can't hide. I know all the secrets of this old house. And AJ screams and runs out of that door. I'm sorry, out of that room. This is some Scooby-Doo bullshit. Yeah, it is. I do. I like this scene, though. This whole sequence of her running into rooms. It's the best part of the episode, probably. Yeah, you're right. She runs into another room. This one is just painted red, saying, I gotta get out of here. And she turns around and she pulls at the dress to get it off. And the nurse walks in from the door behind her saying, it's only a matter of time. And AJ screams. She runs into another room. This is the coolest part. She closes it and there's a mirror on the door and the nurse is already in the fucking room. (laughs) It was great. She walks right up to AJ. She puts her hand over her mouth as she screams. And she says, I told you, I know all the secrets of this old house. And it's time for your meta. And she screams out. Because AJ um, gets away from her after biting this nurse's fingers. This ghost nurse's fingers. Right. Now, does she know the old secrets of this house, or is she a ghost that can teleport? Both. Yeah, that's probably the right answer. She knows all the secrets and knows all the good teleporting spots because she spent so much time here. But I don't know ghost rules. I would think her ghost would be in the prison she died in. Yeah, that's what I think so, too. But I think what happened was, uh, you know, with the birthday cake wish, they, they somehow summoned her. Should have specified, but they didn't know that the night nurse would have been a ghost, too. Because apparently everybody has ghosts. Right. The nurse looks at her saying, I am tired of this child. Take your medicine. And Aja's all, no, no, I won't let you poison me. The nurse takes some steps closer, telling her it's for your own good. And AJ yells, is that what you tell all the people you murder? And the nurse giggles a little, saying, murder, don't tempt me. One little pinch in the penicillin will make you all better. And AJ pushes her away, saying, no, I won't let you. Get away from me. And then she's all, penicillin. (laughs) (laughs) And we've, (laughs) it's it's so abrupt. She's just like, no, no, penicillin. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) We have like a flashback of Emily, not as AJ, dropping her bracelet on the stairs. She picks it up, and we look, and now it's AJ. And it's got a, a caduceus on it, which is like the hospital symbol of like the wand with the snakes wrapped around it. That's right, right? Don't ask me. Okay, back in the room, AJ yells, Wait, Emily's allergic to... Uh, I mean, I'm allergic to penicillin. And the nurse is all, Allergic? No, you're not. But AJ tells her, Yes, I am. See, it says it right here. And she pulls out the bracelet, and she hands it to the nurse, who stops and looks at it. And uh, totally says penicillin on it. We see her realize that shit. And she says, don't you ever take this bracelet off again. Do you hear me? I, I don't know. You might have been killed. And AJ's all, well, yeah. And then her shakes her head saying, Emily, I am so sorry. And AJ looks at her saying, well, no more shots, all right? And the nurse agrees saying, of course not. AJ sits <laughs> down. The nurse sits behind her on the bed saying let's take off this dress and then the scene fades so i don't know if she knows that the dress is gonna teleport her back to real time i don't i don't know hey man i don't know 
but she's good now. There's like a, you know, when she realizes that it's penicillin that she's allergic to, like there's this like little snap noise, like in, in her face, like changes. And um, I think it's trying to imply that she's a good girl now. But like, I think it's trying to imply that she was good all along. But she's not though, because she no, like chases no. these girls with a fucking hypodermic needle. Yeah, she was squirting that shit all over the place <laughs> with her little needle, squeezing it, ready to stab these girls constantly she's for no not reason. A good nurse, yeah, like okay. like she's a nurse. AJ and Nikki have nothing wrong with them. She can see that, but she's still like, I'm going to stab you with this. <laughs> yeah. Come here so I can stab you. Why are you running? I just want to stab you. Why is she administering penicillin in the first place? It's just, you just shoot penicillin into people and just, it's all good. Like, I will give this episode credit. It's a good thing that they went with the whole, like, back in time thing. Because if a nurse is going to administer penicillin, they would definitely know that this girl is um, allergic to penicillin. I mean, you could just ask your mom. She'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, my girl's, my baby girl's allergic to penicillin. So, like... They have charts and stuff. So I don't know if they did back in like the 50s or 60s or whatever she goes back in time to. So it's a good thing that they did that. But like the idea that she doesn't know that her patient is allergic to something as common as penicillin is just outrageous to me. And the fact that she administered it in the first place is is ridiculous because Emily just fell down the stairs. But penicillin is like a broad antimicrobial thing you know like it's medicine it treats a lot of different things so Mm -hmm. why would she need it when she you know aj is like up and running so if that's what happened to emily like she was fine right it just doesn't that part doesn't make any sense to me she just wanted to stab someone like she had that hypodermic needle filled with penicillin she's like well fuck i gotta use it now even though she kept squirting it everywhere (laughs) she had any left at all there's a trail of penicillin following her (laughs) everywhere she goes now we're back in the attic, and Nikki walks up to, to AJ, who's got the dress back on a hanger, and Nikki says, so, Emily was allergic to penicillin, and AJ's all, yeah, it was all a mistake. And she picks up a picture, and Nikki asks, who's that? And AJ tells her, it's Emily, grown up. And we see this picture is of Emily Jerome, she's an honor student, class of 65, and it turns out she didn't die. And Nikki smiles, saying, so I guess that means you didn't screw up, huh? And then in walks Gramps, who says, awful quiet in here. Even though... No, it isn't. (laughs) Didn't Nikki... They've been screaming for hours. (laughs) Grandpa, where were you? Yeah, Nikki was screaming because she was about to die. And Grandpa's like, what are you guys doing up here? Super quiet. (laughs) I loved that. He asks if the girls are still ghost hunting, and they stay. Nope. Not anymore. And they giggle, (laughs) and they all walk out of the room, and that's the end of the episode. Gosh. That nurse is the worst, even if she didn't mean to kill somebody. She's acting like she wants to kill them. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. She's still evil. Yeah, she is. Maybe she didn't mean to kill Emily, but she was still like, Give me your arm, I'll just fucking square you with this shit. <laughs> I don't get it. Gonna be up to your eyeballs and penicillin. <laughs> it's like one milliliter of penicillin, too. <laughs> At the campfire, Vance says, the end. And Quinn thinks that was a great story. The other kids all agree, and Andy's all, so the nurse didn't mean to hurt Emily. She just made a mistake. Which, Andy, guess what? You'd still get in a lot of fucking trouble. Yep. Vance tells him, exactly. Megan's like, and that's supposed to make me want to go out and get a flu shot? 
I don't think so. Then Andy sneezes, and Quinn tells him to keep his nasty germs to himself. Then Tucker sneezes, and Megan's all, uh-oh, <laughs> which is the same response that that girl in the story gave to seeing a fucking ghost. <laughs> a murderous ghost. Uh-oh. And Tucker says, oh man, I hope I'm not getting sick. And Megan then sneezes, and the kids all get up, and Quinn says, this place is like a nest full of... But he sneezes and says, germs. Tucker commands no one to breathe on anyone, and Megan suggests that they take different routes home. Then they all split up, giving a final sneeze. Vance stands up smiling. She dumps the water on the fire. She walks away saying, if they just got their flu shot, they wouldn't. But she stops. She sneezes and yells, oh man, you guys got me sick. And that's the end and the original ending to the entire fucking show. So done. Vance sneezing, we're out. That's it. Everybody's sick with the flu. The end. We're done. Fucking out of here. Rough stuff. That is how the Midnight Society ended way back in 2000. Everybody got sick and they presumably died. But you know what? That's not the end for us. I think we covered the episode really well, though. I don't really have anything more to add to it. I had a good time with it. You know, I liked it. It was okay. That walking down the stairs scene is silly. Whatever. Next time you walk down the stairs, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then you're going to get halfway down and you're going to be like, I did it! And then you're going to (laughs) fall. She had one fucking job. Walk downstairs and she failed. She had one job and she knew what it was. It wasn't a surprise. She just had she to knew what it was. Stairs. She knew how the other girl died. She watched her. She fucking did it anyway. Hey, mom, can I get some help bringing down these presents? No, you can't. Solved. Problem solved. Honey, she's like, mom, there's like 20 fucking kids down there. Can one of them <laughs> come and help me? Yep. Problem she's solved. She's all like, you're the birthday girl. You got to get your own fucking presents. If, even if she said you got to bring down your own damn presents, be like, okay, there's 10 presents here. I'll bring down five now, come back, and get the other five. Well, Emily's the kind of girl that when mom asks her to unload the car with groceries, she tries to get every single grocery in one trip, okay? She's got to get all the bags around her arms. She's nothing but efficient, okay? I guess some sometimes you just got to prove you can do it. Yeah, it's all leading up to her getting the honors in 1965 in that picture. She uh, graduated with honors because she did everything at once. Good job. That's, you know what? That's the real moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) If mom asks you to get the groceries out of the car, do everything in your power to get them all in one try. But what do you think the moral of the story is? I feel like this one's another one that has a very clear moral. Yeah, don't get a flu shot. Yes. I think the real moral of the story is not to celebrate a simple task until it's completed. It's wise. Because if you do that, if you prematurely celebrate, you will fall on your face and they're all gonna laugh at you put that in a misfortune cookie (laughs) he who celebrates early dies i think another really good moral is that if your house is haunted just fucking ignore it (laughs) it seemed to work out all right for grandpa until these pesky girls came and caused trouble Birthday presents? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you see the birthday girl. (laughs) You want to come up with a better name for Tale of the Night Nurse with me? It'll be hard. I'll try. It's a a pretty good name, honestly. Um, The Tale of the Dangerous Stairs. Tale of the birthday presents? (laughs) For me? (laughs) (laughs) 
tell floor cake. It was very evocative of the uh, pudding on the floor. Yeah. Food from the floor is an Are You Afraid of the Dark staple. At least this time she actually just ate it right off the floor. <laughs> Instead of letting it go to waste. Seriously. The tale of Dress 22. <laughs> that's it. Uh, That's all I got. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> bring down your birthday presents, man. Don't fall on the stairs. <laughs> Come on. We're listening to the Beatles down here, man. Ugh. I still just gotta say, my favorite part is that mom being like, don't you fall down them stairs, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. Like, if we could get her on the show, I would just love that. Oh, my gosh. That'd be great. She's amazing. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Well, Brandon, that might have been the original ending for the show, but uh, we saved the best for last. Are you ready to find out what's coming your way next? I think I have an idea, but yes, let's find out. Up next is, actually, it's technically the season seven opener, but we're doing it last because, uh, you know, why not, right? We've, we've done seven seasons. Let's mix it up for the final one. Up next is The Tale of the Silver Sight, Part 1. You know, I still have no idea what this is about, what it could be about. Silver Sight, is, it doesn't paint a picture for me. Well, you're never really going to guess what it is. It's essentially, I mean, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. It's essentially the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, really. Um, this is one of those episodes. It's a three-parter, and it really should be watched all together, but... The idea of doing an hour and a half of notes is, um, it's not going to happen. I struggle with 20 fucking minutes of notes, so we're going to prolong it. We're going to do, um, each episode in the half hour increments. So this is, uh, this is it though, man. This is the final three episodes. Act one of the movie. Um, yeah, this is it though. This is the final, this is the final stretch of season seven. It's crazy. It really is. Uh, who do you think is going to be telling the tale of, um... Silver Sight Part 1. I'm going to say Gary. You think it's Gary, huh? Yep. You think that this show, for us at least, is going to end with a returning old Midnight Society member, huh? That would be great. He's back and better than ever. Well, you're goddamn right he's back. <gasps> yeah. Spoilers! Shit. But it's not really spoilers because, like, I'm going to spoil the first five seconds. He's, like, in the first shot of the episode, so... <laughs> wow. That's cool. It's just fucking Gary. I've only been without Gary in my life for like a few weeks, but I miss him. It's been a, it's been like half a year, actually. Has it? 26. Well, it's not. It hasn't been 26 weeks yet, but I mean, 26 weeks, half a year. All right. Um, You want to know who else is back? Hmm. Do I? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Who else is back? Sheena Larkin is going to be back. You know, Nanny. Excellent. Yeah, I love her. So, How many episodes is she in altogether? She's in seven episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Almost as many as Stig. <laughs> That's got to be the most for an actor in the stories, right? Uh, I think so, uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, Sardo. Like, maybe. I don't know Sardo, but he doesn't count. Right. He's his own thing. Yeah. I want to see how big in scope this thing is compared to a normal episode. If part two is like... Watching a character walk down a flight of stairs, I'm going to be like, God damn. <laughs> I think that this is going to be really exciting. I've been looking forward to seeing this. I watched it when it originally premiered because uh, the trailer for it was, I was just like, <gasps> I'll give you the the trailer that uh, bit that I remember from when it was airing is that it's something like, you know, this time the stories are real and uh, we're going to Oh, get... brother. Well, we're... it's it's not like that. It's not like the Goosebumps movie. It's like... Uh, 
we're gonna get a lot more midnight society members like they get to shine is all i'm gonna say okay good because i i like that me too i think it's gonna be awesome i can't wait i've been looking forward to this i've been looking forward to the end for a long time brandon and we finally got there we just gotta slog through three more episodes and then we're done those uh let's see what the part one of the silver sight has on imdb the Tale of the Silver Sight Part 1 has an 8.4 out of 10 with 218 reviews. Oof. Uh, comparatively, Part 2 also has an 8.4, as does Part 3. Okay, so they're all the same. That's a shame. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm I'm done, Brandon. I'm going to go back to sleep. I only got like six hours of sleep. It's, I've been essentially up all night. <laughs> and, all right, uh, that sounds good, Cortland. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I will talk to you next week, Brandon. We have three more episodes done left in the season, and then we we'll move it's on. Wild. I know. Feels like we just recorded Phantom Cab. It really does. All right, I'm out of here, Brandon. I'll talk to you next week. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank